We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Jack Ramsey's Danny Rank, Brandon Sprague. Follow us Friday night, the 13th, all of the things. Uh, like, rate, review, subscribe. Help us grow the show. We appreciate you being here. Like I said, we would uh, we, will, we will be here to kind of make up for the lost time while my PC was uh, almost literally catching fire. <laughs> I'm just glad you got it fixed. It wasn't too bad. It was a couple hundred bucks to get it fixed. It wasn't, wasn't too brutal. Um... I do have a, a handy dandy new uh, liquid cooler system though. So oh, there you go. Yeah, so liquid cooler was completely fried. Um, beyond that, um, a new power supply and it's a little little maintenance here or there. Um, but hey, uh, we've made it to the halfway point. My, my PC, I don't know if it's maybe it, it, it past the halfway point of its life, but the Blazers are at the halfway point of the season. They are nineteen and twenty-two. Mm-hmm. Not what we expected, more or I, less. I don't think. I mean, okay. You okay? You know what? We have a lot to get to, but you, we, we it, do. Is it that far off? No, is it's it really not that far off from what we thought. And here's here's a here's a fun one for you. Uh, we had Corey Jez in studio today. Did it, I, did, heard did, 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 did. Um, I heard it. The Jezzer. The Jezzer. He uh, he sat down for a segment. We had to cover a little bit of football, 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 football um, on the casting couch. So he was he actually spent some time on the casting couch. Oh, did he use the Kim Jong-un pillow? I think he stayed on the opposite side of it. It's a very awkward pillow to be having. It is. And, and the fact that it came from swag is now that it all, come, it all makes sense. It all makes yeah. sense. Um, but uh, speaking of making sense, that's what we're here to do. The Blazers, like I said, are, are at the halfway point of the season. 41 games played. They are 19 and 22. Um, there's something that Corey said today. Um, I, th- I think it was a kind of a good spring point. Uh, he mentioned during his time, you know, working with the, the Utah Jazz and working as a director of analytics for the team. Um, for those that don't know, Corey's not just like an analytics dude. He ran the Jazz's analytics department for four years. Um, the noise around clutch situations by the end of the year, you you can't you can't control anything between, or you you can only control between forty five and fifty five percent of clutch situations. Like you're just not going to win them. Which is why you always talk about clutch situations being a coin toss. Like, you want to err on the side of, like, you want to be the team that wins the 55%. But it's a coin toss with noise. 
That's what clutch situations are. Which, when you're 19 and 23 or 19 and 22, and the Blazers are, I, I want to say they've played a truckload of games in the clutch. It feels like almost. I mean, how often have they blown teams out or been blown out? It feels like almost a, major, a vast majority of their games. Because the clutch in NBA terms is the last five minutes of the fourth quarter, right? Yeah, Within, five, five points, five minutes. Five points, five minutes, yeah. Um, games played, Portland is 10th, 23. Yeah. So more than half their games are clutch. So, again, that tracks. Half their games. They, What's they the played, record in those games? Uh, nine and 14. Yeah. Literally, you think about that 15, you know, was it uh, 23 games? Their record could be vastly different. You could, it could be 14 and 9. Yeah. What is, how does five more wins look? So five more wins, we put them at what, 20, 24 and 18? No, 17. 20, uh, yeah. How good does yes. 24 and 17 look? I mean, you're near the top of the West. Uh, 24 and 17 would put you, I know you're above the sixth seed. You'd be, you'd be fourth. Yeah. You'd so be fourth. You'd be fourth against the Ma- ahead of the Mavericks who are 24 and 19 with two games to play against the Mavericks. I'm not, I'm not arguing against <laughs> some, it's hard to argue against analytics. Mm-hmm. The only response to that from Corey that I would, I would ask, I guess, in more curiosity It'd actually be the best to ask a player this. At what point does it go from being a coin flip situation to you you just don't operate well in that moment? You know what I mean? Like it's they had moments last night, and I know we'll get to some of this stuff, mm-hmm. but like passed up shots. That's not a coin flip, like, no. oh, it, it didn't go. That's like something that's a cause of a problem. Mm-hmm. And it's something that kind of it screws up the rhythm of your offense. So it's like, I, I guess I'm asking like more so, yes, coin flip mathematically, sure. How many losses, though, in those moments, is it not a coin flip? It's more so like, we're just not good in that moment. We don't operate. We don't execute. The flip side of that is they started out, I believe, 8-2 and two in the clutch. In the clutch, yeah. So... I mean, they were, started were 10 they, and four. They're like were nine they, and were, okay. They're nine and eighteen cents. Nine and eighteen. Okay, cents, so yeah. but were they just a great clutch team that just does that forgot how, or is it quite literally that there's just variance? Because I'll give you the perfect example, and let's let's talk a little bit about the game uh, against Cleveland because I think Cleveland. I, I I thought Portland played really well for the most part. Oh, I I picked Portland to win, and I'm watching into the third quarter. I'm like, holy shit, I'm going to be right about yeah, this. No, like, they, I thought they were going to win the game. They came out. They started the game with. Real oomph. They had real yep. juice. It's one of their best starts to a game they've had in a long time. They like actually and, were ready to play and hitting their shots. I would argue that while they were ready, they still have some stuff to clean up. I thought Jeremy really struggled um, for Jeremy. You know, he finished the night with four turnovers. I thought Jeremy had a sloppy floor game. And I thought he started pretty strong, though. He was shooting the ball. Shooting the, the ball, yes, shooting the ball yeah. was great. Uh, he was three for three, uh, but he had two turnovers. Yep. Which for Jeremy, for a guy who like he's a play ender, like that's very uncommon, right? Um, right. And I don't think, I don't think that Portland necessarily lost the game in the fourth quarter. I know it's the thing that everybody is going to point. And that's just Blazers fans. It's just in general, you're always going to look at like. Because the closer to the game you are and the closer the game is, the more variance 
you can have. Like you're a five point swing in the second minute. If you're talking about win probability, it doesn't move the scale. A five point mm-hmm. swing with a minute twenty to go, win probability goes bonk, you know, and it's all over the place. Right. Like that's that's. But where I think Portland kind of lost it was that they didn't make Cleveland work as hard as they needed to. Remember against Orlando, Portland came back from a 19-point deficit twice, and then they yep. then they didn't have the gas? And then they gave up a 15-point uh, run to start the third quarter? Yeah, that, that sucked. Okay, but you know what they you know what Cleveland never had to do? Was climb that mountain all the way. And I think Portland left them off the hook with their... Um, their... Uh, their turnovers, inopportune, not capitalizing oh, on some stuff. Sure, yes. And when they had things really rolling, where they could, you know, they're up like I think they got up eleven. They could have been up like 18, 20. like really poured on Cleveland. And maybe Cleveland rolls over and shows their belly. You know, they're on the long road trip on the other side of the country. Maybe you just don't have it. You know, but they gave they they kind of dangled it a little carrot like, ah, hey, you want to get in this game? You want to get in this game? And. Again, they didn't execute down the stretch, but you're going to get to an actual moment where I think talking about coin toss. The Blazers run a fantastic set, and they get Jeremy Grant a wide-open right-wing three. I believe he's like third in the NBA in points scored from that spot. Mm-hmm. Like he is, It is a shot that you want him taking 100 out of 100 times. Evan Mobley gets a good contest. It doesn't matter. Ball goes up, and it goes down, around, and out. Like it just, yeah. This is the smallest of miss. But Mr. Mobley, at seven foot tall, has taken his long, lanky ass and kept going after the contest. Donovan Mitchell grabs the long rebound and just fires a piss missile. Easy dunk, yeah. To Evan Mobley for a dunk. Five-point swing. His ninth of the game. Five-point swing. Yeah. Did the Blazers do anything wrong there? In no. that specific situation? No. No. And that's no. the thing is, one of the things, again, uh, Corey uh, Jez was in studio today for almost an hour. Um, he said one of the things that we always used to do in evaluation was when we're watching tape of somebody, we would pause it at the release of the shot. Mm-hmm. And we would ask everybody in the room, do you like this shot? So you don't know what the outcome is. Because you you have to be happy with the input, regardless of the output. For like That's, that's how it works. Mm-hmm. Process over results. If the process is good, you have to live with the results. That's how it goes. And I thought the process was great. I thought the process was great. Uh, we got a comment here about Portland allowing 50 log dumps. Yes, f- five of the first six uh, field goals for the Cleveland Cavaliers in the, in the first quarter were lobs. And I think it's a it's an interesting change. The, the Blazers came out in zone in that first quarter, Brandon. And Cleveland had a better counter. Because the Blazers, the whole point of the zone was to help corral Dawn and, and Darius. Which was funny because then Jarrett gets the ball at the free throw line, turns, and it's like, yo, Evan, easy put back. <laughs> Let me throw this down over and over and over again. 
And what they kept doing was they kept forcing that defense to lift. And this is what happens when you've got two guys that are this big and this athletic. Right. Um, I told everybody in the room before the game, take the over on whatever Jared Allen is getting. I'm like, <laughs> I go, this is one of Nurk's worst master, worst matchups because Jared Allen just gets sideways and just slinks behind. And he's, he's such a vertical threat. It's it's just pure unadulterated hell right? for Nurk, right? But you know what Chauncey does? Early timeout. They come out, go to Eubanks, switch to man. Eubanks played it, I thought, pretty damn well, yep. actually. Why? Because Eubanks is more vertical. He's he's more built like them. He's not as tall, but he's no. super athletic and he's slender. Like, yes. it makes it just a better matchup. It, he's, he, he can challenge guys vertically at the rim. Yeah. And that was the change. You know, the, the, like, the, the thing was is, yeah, yeah, they were getting beat by it. And they were getting beat by it over and over. It's like it was a personnel thing. It was just... They were the flip side of this is everybody saw those lobs. You know what you didn't see? You didn't see Donovan Mitchell or Darius Garland beating you. No, they Donovan actually got off to a pretty poor start. I want to say he started like one of seven. Yes, and that was because I mean, not entirely because of the zone, but the zone helps contribute to that. Now yeah. Donovan missed some shots that I think if again, like the one for Jeremy, you give him back to Donovan Mitchell again. He's going to hit those. You know, he's shooting 48% on off the dribble threes. It, it's he, what he's doing this year is ridiculous. <laughs> he's number one in the NBA and it's number two. Yeah. I think he should be in the MVP conversation. We, there's a group nobody's, of us that was talking about that. In there. We had him fifth. Fair. He should be, I mean, he should be talked about though. Like, yeah, no, it's like, like he'll get some, like, like, I think the votes are top three. So I don't think he'll get any actual votes. Right. Um, I would like to see it ranked choice to like seventh. To so would of, I. I just, just to kind of recognize, just to kind of just to recognize guys. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, I, that's that's how I'd like to see it. Um, but I mean, what was your what was your big takeaway from from Cleveland? Just like thoughts, processes, stuff in general. What, what would you come away from that? Well, like you know, Cleveland is. It's one of those like coin flip situations. You could feel them coming back though earlier than the final five minutes. Yeah. I mean, you you it got was a building general... late third. When Donovan was starting to get his buckets, God, he had one man where he he stepped back on the left wing, the long two. Jesus, at just what his ability to get that shot off, and then he just nets it. Um, it's just like when days. he when he did that. You know, sitting where you sat, it's it's a good seat. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you may you miss little tiny things that you kind of see on TV just because of the cameras. Yeah, he hit that shot, and he just they zoom in on his face, and it's just like a face of mm-hmm. we're not fucking losing this game. Mm-hmm. We're not losing this game. Yeah, and he and after that point, like he just he made play after play defensively. He was doing it offensively. Garland got it going at the end. Look at at the end of the day, it was poor execution. I was really frustrated that they wasted a 50-point effort from Dame. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jeremy with the turnovers. Um, Jeremy going 0-4 in the quarter, in the fourth quarter. Was it, wasn't a good fourth quarter for him. Josh passing up shots. And, and, you know, just let's just call a spade a spade. I didn't think Ant played a very good game. Um, really? What did he finish with, 16? Uh, I want to say 15 and 6. It just reminded me of... yeah. It, it it didn't have the stakes, but it kind of reminded me of like Dame Denver CJ like getting eighteen, and it's like in those those are the moments that I think Ant continuing to grow and develop can pop in that tape and go, oh, 
if I make this shot, oh, if I if I if I can drive to this, you know what I mean? Like he evaluates yeah. the tape. Yes, I think there's maybe a little bit of there, and this isn't me like even being the ant guy. Like he was six of ten, like with with ant, with with yeah, Dane taking twenty eight shots. Jeremy yeah. took sixteen. Nurk took ten. Ant took ten. There's just there I wasn't need Ant to be shooting more than ten shots. Well, there like, just I, there just wasn't that volume there. Like no, nope. yeah. Like here here's your next like sh- you know shot order. Uh, Josh took five, Sharp four, Jabari three, Eubanks two. That's it. Like, there's there's just no other room in there for shots. I just didn't feel his presence in the fourth quarter at all, and I felt Garland's, that, that's I felt fair. Mitchell's, I felt Mobley's, I felt Allen. Like you could, I think you would have felt Jeremy's had he hit shots, and that was the thing. Hundred percent. Jeremy took was over four, and that was probably why you were like. But those, what I'm saying though, is those are the games, Danny, that I think like. It's frustrating thinking about yeah. it now, but I think for Ant on the Ant side of it, Ant can for go sure. back and say, "I could have been more I, aggressive here, yeah, done this." Thing. How yeah, can I assert sure. my aggressiveness here? Because in those nights, like Dame's clearly carrying the offensive mm-hmm. load there, but those are when, like, if it's not Jeremy, it damn sure got to be Ant based on like what the scale of the team mm-hmm. is. And those are the nights I think he looks back and goes, "I can be more aggressive. I should. I need to be more aggressive." If you like, it, Jeremy finished eight of sixteen. 22 yeah. points. Like, that's the thing is, the, those, the three guys shot really well together. Dame six, or uh, Ant 6 of 10, Jeremy 8 of 16, uh, Dame 16 of 28. Like, I mean, does maybe Jeremy have a super efficient night and Ant has three more shots? Like, instead of Jeremy getting 16, they both get 13. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And does that look different? You know, if that if that shot distribution, like if Ant hits, let's say Ant hits a three and a three and a two, picks up five more points, and he's got twenty points, five assists. Does that does it, do you feel better about that game? I think the one thing I was thinking about this last night because I'm starting to get texts on you know the roster and what <laughs> people think about the future. You start it's that territory uh, for players. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. But I was thinking about this like. I think the one thing Dame CJ, because, I mean, naturally, you do Dame CJ, you do Dame Ant, right? It's it's the new kind of, it's the change. Mm-hmm. I think the thing for me is um, when when CJ was cooking, Dame knew it, recognized it, and was like, okay. When Dame is cooking, obviously, I just used a bad example with Denver, but, like, I can remember a lot of regular season nights, like, Dame's cooking, but CJ operates – in the right way to get what he needs to get for them to get a dub while Dame still goes and gets his forces. The issue. The problem is, and I think that in this, it took a very long time to get there because I remember some big scoring nights from Dame. Sure. Where you felt like CJ was like, I need mine too. Yes. There's Do you, a you, bit you of remember that? that there, there, there was that period of, and I, I don't think Ant is wired like that. No, I don't think he is. And so I think there's, there's a, because I thought Ant's floor game was really good. I, th- I, I don't was... think, I, I don't think Ant wants to overstep. No, and I, I think, think he's trying to find that. And everybody forgets that this is Ant's still first year as a starter, and Th- yeah, kind of settling his... in. This is him working through stuff. Well, I, it's not just the starter thing for me. I think it's just the role itself. Like it's hit, infinitely new. Hit, yeah, I, it's everything about it yeah. is is new and different. Every year before this, he was either coming off the bench as a second guy off the bench, or he's playing with a bunch of G league guys and it doesn't yeah. matter what he does. Like go get the shots. Who cares when you play with Dame? It's just, there's the, uh, there's the natural evolution of playing with a guy like Dame 
And I think the way Ant played last year paired with, hey, we need you to do this more this year. I, I think you've seen this from time to time. And last night I thought was one of them where it was just like Mitchell took it when he needed to. Garland took it over mm -hmm. at the very end there. Mobley and Allen had their moments. And I just didn't quite feel like that with Ant. And I think some of that is, damn, Dame's cooking. I, I don't want to take this shot. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's part of the process. And, and part of it was, I mean, we're seeing. Dame did have 15 or 15 in the fourth. Like, yeah, Dame, I mean, Dame went nuts. Dame had, had seven shots, which, like. Dame did not want them to lose that no, game last no. night. Dame had seven shots, which, like, if you think about it in a quarter, doesn't sound like that much. You extrapolate over the game, that's 28. Yeah. Which is what he finished with. Like, that's a lot of shots in a quarter. But he also got six of six in the free throw line. The, the big thing here, when you look at the shot distribution, is Dame seven, Jeremy four. Nurk four, Ant two, Josh one, Jabari one. There's obviously one more in there. Well, two more in there. One of them was turnover. One, I think, turned into a shot clock violation where the record scratched threes from Josh. Do those, if that's Ant in that corner. I think he shoots it. I mean, he doesn't well, I, I can tell you right now for 100% he shoots that thing. <laughs> and that's that was the frustrating part is like, mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't know what it is with, with Josh and whatever. Like, I know he shot that long. He went over the rim and shot like an air ball over. <coughs> I don't care. Shoot it. I, I don't. Yeah, that's what. But what I'm saying is like, I don't know if there's maybe it's a mental block, right? Like sometimes that happens in sports. It's happened to people who don't play pro sure. sports. It happens to people who do play pro sports. But what I think is like, it's more frustrating that. I guess as a fan, it's more frustrating that it ends up with Josh in that moment. And not in. And again, you can't control everything. No. Like sometimes, as you mentioned, it can be the flip of a coin chaos, right? It's like, mm -hmm. well, I'm, I got two and now I'm kicking. Oh, it's Josh. Sometimes that's just what it is. And as a fan, I'm like, I wish that was Ant. Because mm -hmm. Ant's shooting that shot. And, and, and the odds are pretty good that Ant is going to give you the best shot to make that if it's not Dame. Mm -hmm. And Josh doesn't want to shoot. And like we can critique Jeremy. And Ant, uh, whoever else you want. At the end of the day, like you can feel how awkward and not good for their offense those passed up threes oh, yeah. are. You can feel them in the first quarter when Josh he sat it. his locker for shit twenty minutes. Bro, like at the end of the day, he's just I, yeah. It, like quick, I quick tried to talk to him, and he just nothing. He's got to shoot. He's got. He got to shoot the ball, man. Like he's passing he, him like, the first, and he second, knows. Third, fourth. And he knows. But like, I don't think he does. does no, he? no, he he does know. Like after you the game, asked him this question two weeks ago, no, Danny. I know. Three weeks ago, when he was naked and the ladies were crazy, <laughs> and he was like, "You were like, what? Is there something to that? Like shooting two point whatever versus four? No. He literally is just like, no. And it's like, there's there clearly there this. clearly is a, a thing. Like there clearly is. there's something there. His, yeah. His rate is still half Does he of what have the it used yips? to be. Is it possible he has a case of the yips? I mean, he's also in a contract here. There you go. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that that's the case. It's just like of things to consider. Like he's in a contract here. Every time he passes up that three, I feel it. And if no, I'm feeling I mean, it, listen, everybody else. They feel it. <laughs> I, like, yo, I can bro, tell you. Shoot. I can tell you unequivocally. The team has addressed it. It's like, like when Shaden gets the ball off of, off of a screen. And not being ready. Open. And not being ready. He has to do the up fake, the devil, yeah. let me step over. And it's like, bro, yeah. you got to be – just shoot the rock. Just shoot the rock. Yeah, it's, We can live with misses. So, um, yeah, it's it's a thing that they're going to have to deal with. Um, 
at the halfway point, let's let's pull up the old the, the, the old standby, cleaning the glass. Let me pull up the summary of where they're at in the league right now. We're behind OKC in the standings. I know that. I'm not talking about that. I know. Let's look, look, look at offensive defense rating. As of right now, offense, please. Thank you. Offense, please. Thank you. Both Trailblazers are 12th in offense. Mm-hmm. 114.5. They are 22nd in defense. Little worse on defense than I thought they would be. Much worse on offense than I thought they'd be. Yeah, the offense is, it's glaring. Right? I mean, Danny, we were talking preseason, like, could this be a top 10, top 5? I mean, it should it should be a top 5 offense. Given the talent that they got for the scoring, uh, yeah. I, I would Over the last two weeks, the offense is 27th, the defense is 11th. Yeah. And you've and seen it. You're feeling that, yeah. Where do you kind of fall at the halfway point of mm. all of this as, as when, when you're looking at that? Um, well, I mean, I, I'll continue to hammer the point I think I made on the last pod that we did. Uh, I, I think we're at, I, I think I just personally think we're at a point now, man. And I know he didn't score. He, I, he didn't even shoot. Like, I still think you need to see Gary in this lineup. Uh, I think I asked Chauncey about it down the stretch. I, I know yeah. I played it today on the radio show and I, you know, I knew you'd asked that question cause I watched the post game and I heard what you'd asked and then heard what quick asked. And I thought that was an interesting back and forth. Uh, but his answer was almost still a non-answer to me. I thought about it, but like, I don't think he did. I think he, I, I think, think he I think, knew. I think he did, but I also think, I, I also I think Gary was him. at, was at what? 20 minutes already. What's his minutes restriction? Because I don't think I've heard that. Yet. Okay, number one, they they have not said it publicly. Okay, thank you. Because I don't. They think have, I, they have I, not said it publicly, but I heard it was through the grapevine that it was fifteen. Fifteen a couple, a couple games ago, it okay. may have, it may have gone up to eighteen and twenty may be where he's That's at. Fine. I would imagine if he's at eighteen twenty, he's just about ready to ramp all the way up. I just think. Um... You know, you and I talked so much about coaching when we started this thing, given what the situation was. Mm-hmm. And I think we're mostly in lockstep with coaching in the NBA. I think maybe we're in lockstep here. Maybe we differ a little bit. I do think there's tiny things coaches can do and tweak that can impact it. To say coaching is a 0% impact, I wouldn't agree with that. It's not no, the highest I, percentage. I don't even believe that. Right. So my thing is like, we can get to like the rotations and who's doing what I'm just to a point. They've lost five games in a row. I don't care what his box score says. I do think Gary would operate a little smoother in what their final lineup would be. Now, again, minutes restrictions be damned here. I'm just giving my two cents. I'd like to see him with them. I just, every time he plays, Oh, he put, I can, he put Donovan Mitchell on a trench coat. Dude, it's he, when Mitchell he, he, started going cold. Yeah, he—he, he, I mean, he. There was a moment when they were going through reviewing something. Gary and Donovan were on the opposite side of the floor, and they were both doing one of these, the jersey over their face, talking yeah. about, and they were laughing. And I saw him talking post game, in the hallway. Right. Um, Donovan knows what Gary does. Yes. He's patently aware of what Gary does <laughs> defensively. <laughs> um, it was 
it was pretty it was pretty impressive what Gary did to Donovan last night. There was a couple possessions where Portland scored and Gary was like the floor balance had Gary in the corner. They inbounded to the opposite side where Donovan was, yeah. and Donovan looked looked and saw Gary on the other side and like this bitch ain't on me. I'm going, and he just <laughs> shot down the floor so it wasn't Gary on him. Right, and he got like a couple decent looks out of it, and it was it happened like two or three times in like a five minute span. It was, it was, it was super super interesting that he could be like, hmm, okay, okay. I, I just get I get excited when he comes in because I I love seeing him. He brings the juice. Do screen and roll with Dame. Mm-hmm. I I love that he's not running like Steph, but if you watch him without the basketball, he's always drifting. Right, mm-hmm. he's always lingering baseline. He's not static. He's never just standing in yeah. a spot and waiting, and then when he gets it, he's not going to shoot it. He's going to up fake, and then, oh, sh- you're not shooting. What are you doing? And then now it's now it's hot potato, shot clock grenade, bad shot attempt, wasted possession. Uh, whoa, What was that? That was weird. Uh, I think that was mine. Okay. Sorry about that. No, uh, I just I, I just want to see it. I, I, I'm to a point where I want to see it, and I, I hope the next game against Dallas, one of the two, if they have the same uh, result, like I hope Chauncey's seriously considering it. I My two cents from his answer to you, I mean, did he think about it in the relative sense of like, eh, yeah, I thought about it, but like you're still going hard. I want to see it. If he can get his minutes okay, I'd, I'd like to see Gary in that closing lineup. I, I think it would flow really smoothly. You know, the thing I think is more likely to happen before that is Gary starting before Josh isn't closing. I mean, I, I'm cool with that, too. I'd love to have Gary start. I just want Gary with the other four guys. I think he's if good for him. I I don't think Chauncey's going to make changes. Don't, don't, don't get twisted, guys. I don't think Chauncey's making any changes quite yet. At least not to the starting rotation. Now, there's already been a change in rotation. We can talk about that here real quick because this is a, a good place for it. Because Dame and Ant's minutes have – or their rotations have swapped. Yes. It, it's been a couple games now, and it's, and it's alleviated some issues. Because Dame is a, obviously he's a better creator, he's a better player than than Ant. Dame can play with the kids. Dame can can his offensive ability is so obscene that he can weather playing with Drew, Shaden, Jabari all at the same time. Right. It's not going to impact Damian Lillard. There is nobody in the NBA right now who's standing in front of Damian Lillard. He is blowing past everybody, getting into the paint whenever he wants. He also, has most nights in the league, he's got the highest IQ of anybody on the floor. He so. is a basketball savant. He will figure yeah. it out. Ant's yeah. not there. Mm-hmm. Like he's, Dame is a D- Dame has manipulated point or pick and rolls with people for li- clearly well over forty thousand times. Like, think about that. Remember how we always say the thing about 10,000 hours on something? Yeah. Dame Malcolm is, Gladwell yeah, thing. Yeah. Dame has done that. Right? Four times. <laughs> <laughs> he's mastered the pick and roll four different yeah. ways. Like, I mean, he, he's out here serving pick and rolls four different ways, all right? Um, he's literally the master at the end of a yes. Kung Fu movie. It's yes. Like, okay. Um, I'm sure he would appreciate it. Get a little, <laughs> little goatee pull for him. Um, Dame can handle that. Yeah. And still not there yet. And I think that's a like when we talk about coaching, like where I want to like who plays when, who plays and when, like that's you know, again, credit to Richmond. I think it's the best way of phrasing that. Is like that's a thing. Dane playing with the kids alleviates the pressure. 
And Ant is allowed to be a little bit more with, it doesn't have to be the everything, right? And that's, that matters. Um, I think Drew, him coming in early and be a bigger factor. Chauncey going to Drew when Nurk doesn't have it immediately. I think that's a thing. I think uh, Chauncey giving Jabari because of his energy and his rebounding. Like those, those are things that are changing. Like it's, it's not that, I don't think Chauncey's stubborn. I think he's more than willing to consider stuff. But when you change the starting lineup, that is a massive consideration. Because that's that's gonna hurt some people. Yeah, and I'm I I, I think they're just close to a point where you can't care about that anymore, man. Like you've lost you're, five. You're, in a you're row getting there. Do you, you think are, they're I mean, do you think they're closer to like where they were when they were playing well enough than where they were a week ago? Do you do you think that there's been a change I mean, over the Orlando been, and Cleveland games? Well, I, I, that's a hard question to answer because, like, Cleveland, I'd say yes. I'm not saying yes to Orlando. You lost to Orlando. Danny, of all the games in your homestand, Orlando was like the, oh, the babies are coming to town, man. The, the top pick for the Wimbayama sweepstakes are coming to town. That was a win. And you 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 flat out got outbeat to start the game. You, you came all the way back and tied it just to give up a 15-0 run to start the third quarter. It's like, yo – you can't dig yourself into 15 to 20 point holes multiple times in a game, dig yourself out and win. And then, oh, by the way, you get one night's rest, you're playing again. And this time it's against a better team. Like this whole, like either giving up leads or blowing leads thing. This is where I think the mental fatigue plays a factor with them. Uh, not everybody, but I think there's some guys, man. It's just like, Hey, we need you to play most of the minutes. It's like, well, shit, man, we I just played all the minutes last game, and we blew a lead, and then we came back, and then we blew a lead again. And it's, they're, they're shorthanded. Like getting Gary it, back, it, they has are helped, getting Gary back has helped to lead it. Like last night, Dame played forty. That was Dame saying, "I'm going to do this." Dame did not want Dame did no. everything. Dame would have played forty-eight. Dame would have played forty-eight sure. last night if he played him. Hundred percent. And I'll tell you this: part, Dame wasn't tired last night. Like in the sense uh, of like he didn't have his legs. He was fine in the fourth. The the other yeah, I mean he had a great fourth. Quarter. That's what I mean. Like. Dame was like, everyone's like, Dame didn't have, you know, he was too tight. No, 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 That game no. was not it. I'm not talking about Dame. <laughs> well, no, uh, no, no, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about people. I've, I, I've had that all day. If Dame had his legs in the fourth quarter, I'm like, he had 15 points in the fourth quarter. You, what, I, what are you talking I, about? I don't want to hear that. that but no, what I'm, I know you're not talking. And I know I'm not talking. Yeah. But what I want to say is like, I'm, I'm kind of done talking about Dame. Dame has, I have no concerns about Dame. His health is fine. Yeah. He looked great. There is nothing about last night's game that I'm like, you know, Dame, shut up. You know what I no. got? You know what I got on last night? More pick and roll. Which was really funny that we suddenly saw all this pick and roll. I, listen. I that mean, was a lot more pick and roll than we had seen against Orlando. I, I am, I am, I will put my balls up on the chopping block very bluntly and say I would imagine that Dame and Chauncey had a conversation. It really felt like they talked about something. <laughs> the amount of pick and roll we start, we set, we ha had to start that game. I want to add one more thing before I forget it. My, my last, my last point on GP. The the other aspect of this. So the, there was a moment in the Orlando game. You probably remember this if I refresh your memory. I don't remember the quarter, but there was a moment where GP was on the court. And I want to say he's with Dame and he was with Ant, and they're like, they're kind of by, they're on opposite sides of the wing. And GP, it, you could see GP on the television telling Ant, go to the corner, like directing Anthony mm. Simons. And I think the aspect that I like about that is like, 
that's another high IQ basketball player. Yes. What they need right now is high IQ because when you talk about crunch time, some of those Jeremy Grant moments are absolute flips of the coin. But some of their clutch wins that they have, if you go through it, it's like Phoenix twice, the Lakers. They're not great teams. You get Miami. Miami, but that's not a great team, right? No. Like some of their clutch wins are you win, you win. Yeah. But they're not against the, the, the best teams. Truest, yeah. The best teams. And that's the real test, right? Is where you're at against them. Because you beat Cleveland. Denver like a drum the first time. They did, 135, 110. Mm-hmm. But I think when you have high level IQ guys, you just get smarter playmaking. And even though mm-hmm. Ant is, you know, established as this guy on this team and Gary's just kind of coming in here. I kind of think it's it speaks volumes to who Gary is Gary's, and where his basketball quite, brain I mean, is. He's quite literally, he's a 16-game player. He came back and healthy and, and helped swing the tide in the NBA Finals. Like, yes. He's impactful as hell. That's that's what he was brought in to do. I know, like, but it's like, nice like, to see. Yeah, that, 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 like, I, know, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Like, he knows how yeah. to space this shit out. 100%. Um, in the comments right now, over, over the course of the show, I've seen a lot of people talk about how the, the vibes are bad with the team. They're not bad. I, listen, I I will tell you if I think the vibes are bad around the team. Um, I was pretty adamant about it last year. <laughs> it wasn't hard to pick up. Um, yeah. The vibes in the team are not bad right now. They are just they are in a funk. There was the first three games. It really was just – it was a shooting slump and, and turnovers. The, the slump was evident. The numbers yeah. bear that out. Like I mean, they just could not hit a shot. They could right? not hit a shot, and they could not take care of the ball. And looking at it, like, if they shoot – like, it's not that the Blazers shot bad. It's that they shot the worst in the league. It's not that they had turnovers. It's they had the most turnovers in the league. Like, it was everything – the shittiness was turned up to eleven. If they just dialed it back to like seven, <laughs> like <laughs> seven, they probably win all of those road games. And it would have been like, ugh. You know what I you know what would have happened in those games? You know what I would have said? Yeah, they mm. won, but they didn't win well. Like I'm a little worried about this team. You know what I mean? That's how I've looked at this stuff always. Like, you know, a win's a win, you are what your record says you are, but also at the same time, like, that wasn't a good win. They, like, uh, they, there's some, there's some shit you need to take a look at here. I would, I would have a hundred percent downer Danny that uh, over and over again. I would have pissed everybody off in the comments. <laughs> 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 but just as from like a vibes perspective, they're not, they, they, they have not let go of the rope. They haven't. I've, I think I've, uh, I've talked to a bunch of the guys behind the scene. They're, they're, they're fine. Well, I mean, I, th- I think that was kind of my positive. What the what's the positive spray? They've lost five games in a row and they're mm-hmm. falling in the standing. My positive is they showed fight last night. They you can make an argument, you know, 14 point lead. Okay, they had 14 point lead early. Uh the league is showing us that the three the evolution of you know the spacing is like 20 point leads mean nothing. I mean the Bucks, as great as they are, just blew a 24 point lead to the Hawks. Yeah. Like it's it can happen that quick. Executed a little poorly. At least you showed fight. And I think that I, I, when we talked last, I said these three games are big to me because it's easy sometimes in this league for certain guys to be like, you know what? Mm, we're not great. I'm just going to get mine. Cleveland, obviously a loss, but you fought. Now you got Dallas twice. Danny, this is huge. I, I, they don't have an answer for Luka. That's fine. 
You throw GP at him a little bit. Like that is, they, they do have one more wrinkle to throw at him. The downside yes. is they don't have Nas or Justice to throw at him. I, and that sucks. You know but what? No, I, quick, quick, quick I, little. I, I, see, I, want, I just say this. I just want to see them do against Cleveland what – do that against Dallas. Like, show me – Compete. You have not let go of the rope. You're yeah. still fighting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't want to answer to you, but I wanted to remember real, real quick. Um, should I say it? Screw it. Chance. There's a chance. One of those injured guys might play this weekend. Oh. Chance. I'm guessing it's a three-letter name. <laughs> there you go. He's been he's been walking and stuff, right? Yeah. He's been war- he's been starting to get it going a little bit. Yeah, I'd be really big if they if if he does it it'd be Sunday. Yeah, I'd if, imagine if, if he does it'd be yeah. Sunday. But that would be massive. The, the, but yeah, I uh, he's like greenlit, greenlit. Good. So it's great to hear they need yeah. they need bodies, man. Like yeah. at the end of the day, there's a lot of criticism that we can deal out here. You're playing a 19-year-old, and you're playing Bari, who who's had he's he's had his fair share. Of great Jabari players. has been a mostly viable dude to patchwork eight minutes a night, which is oh, I, yeah. totally totally cool for a rookie. Totally cool for a rookie. I think in the last few games, Danny, like Bari's been better than Shaden, so it's like yes. And real quick, um, for everybody in the comments and everybody on Twitter and everybody on YouTube, Shaden Sharp should not start. If you think that. Take your hat, put it over your face, and go sit in the corner. Stop. You don't have to do that. You can actually keep watching our podcast. <laughs> don't listen to what this Stop. says. Stay here. Listen to us. We'll disagree you know, with I'll you. I'll tell you when you can come back. Stop hey, it. Don't you look over here. You keep looking in the corner. Stop it. Stop what it. What an awful punishment, by the way. Go stand in a corner and just look in a corner. <laughs> I did it at daycare once. I was like, I remember I was like seven and I was like, I think I literally was in the corner. I go, this is bullshit. (laughs) I love Shaden and he has shown flashes of absolute brilliance. He is nowhere near, nowhere near being able to start on this team. Yeah. Nowhere near. And again, I am very, very high on Shaden's potential. He is a net negative on both sides of the floor right now. Mm-hmm. Well, it was actually somehow the only positive for them last year. Yeah, the, in the plus minus, yes. The but plus like, minus territory. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's like, and it's funny is like people are like, if Josh Hart's not going to shoot, they should put Shaden out there. He'll shoot. And I'm like, will he? He's not ready to catch and shoot most of the time. And he's not a he's not a good defender. He's a very bad defender right now. He's a rookie. Like 99.9% of all rookies are atrocious mm-hmm. on both ends of the floor. Don't get me wrong. You can be absolutely awful and have more potential than anybody in the league. Like that's usually how it works. Like you, you have all this potential because you're not good. <laughs> like you're just you're just not there yet. Mm-hmm. Shaden Sharp is not starting. No. Nor should the Blazers start him. No. Nor it's should they consideration. Nor should they really change his role right now. In fact, he got 20 minutes last night. He's oh, on. I, I, yeah. He's on pace to play more than Ant did in his second year. Like, chill. I am like he's developing just fine. 
This is a this is still a playoff team. This is still a a playoff team. They are two I think two and a half games out of sixth. They're they're two two games right now out of six. I think it's pe- dependent on the Clippers who I think are winning their game right yeah. now. But like they're two games out of six. It's just like he's developing just fine. You you start throwing him out there for thirty minutes a night, it will be a problem. Because I love people like if this this season is just like it's about development. It's about it's like he's developing just fine. He is getting a crap ton of minutes. He is he's learning with vets around him. They are in a good place with Shaden. And I'm, I'm not just saying that about like, about like him replacing Start like or Start him replacing Hart. I'm just saying in general, like looking through the first 41 games of the season. You know what? Let me, let me pull up his exact minutes right now. Yeah. Do 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 do. Shaden Sharp. Totals. He's played 777 minutes. Mm-hmm. He has played 40 games. Okay? He's on pace for 1,500 minutes. That's good. Okay? To compare him to Ant, we're talking about like development cycles and guys that are really young, right? Anthony, it's a great, always, looking up Shade and Anthony is always so easy on basketball reference because there's Anthony Simons and Anthony Hardaway and then there's one Shade and Sharp. You know, there's one Shade and... If you're going to go Ant first year, I mean, that's not even going to be close. No, it's a, he played 141 minutes. He, yeah. he, didn't, he didn't play at all. Ant I go, played I, like seven minutes, I think, on average. Yeah, and what's funny is <laughs> um, of those 141 minutes, he got 47 of them in one game. The last game of the, the year. last game of the season, he played 47 <laughs> minutes. Think about that. He played 100 minutes before that. Okay. I, I have no, I have no additional Ant, things to add on what you just said about Shaden. I, I, I think Ant played fourteen hundred and forty nine minutes. Shaden is quite literally on pace to play more than that. And whatever they're two. doing with Shaden, I'm fine with because he's getting the minutes. He's not, he's not been great in a lot of games, but like he's still getting the experience. He's still having moments, and that's good enough for me. He's yeah. playing like that. I didn't yes. think he would play. So. No, nobody, nobody should be thinking, man. I wish Shaden was getting more burn right now. Like he's he's getting his opportunities. Like everything that's happening there is where you want it to be. All right, we got a handful of questions here before we kind of get out of here. Yeah. Um, Let's rapid fire. Go. Get you guys get back from the corner. It's okay. You come back now. Come on back. It's okay. Mom Spaghetti at Lobus Franklin says, "How did this team take a step back? What changed? I don't get it. Law of averages. Regression." Stuff happens. Health. No real great depth. Health has been a problem and a cold shooting streak. It's yeah. been a bad combination. And them not being able to balance offense and defense. I asked Nurk about this the other night after the Orlando game. I was like, hey, man, what's what's the deal? Like your offense is up, defense is down. Defense is hey. up, offense is down. Why why can't you find the balance? And he's like, that's one of the yeah. biggest questions we have. Is that we're they just tend to be to on polar through. opposites. Yes. Yeah. And they're 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 they haven't been able to kind of like balance the scales yet. I mean, I'm I'm really interested to see could they be like the seventh best offense with like the 18th best defense, and what that version of this team looks like. You know what I mean? I w- I would take I would take tenth in offense if it meant you were like 15th in defense. Oh well, yeah. 
14th in defense. You know what I mean? Like if you crept more towards 10 and 10, now that's pie in the sky here, but because t- when you're top 10 in both, you were considered basically a contender. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like if they were like eighth and 18th, which would be about where they're at right now as a yeah, team. Like, but, but you gave yourself that consistent line or you were seventh and 18th, like looking more at where they're at. Um, I, for those who have followed me for any period of time, you should know I'm not an optimist. <laughs> like, that should be very clear right now. I am not worried about this team. And by, and by when I say I'm not worried, I'm not worried about them because they're, they were never supposed to be a contender. Mm-mm. They were supposed to be a playoff team. Do you? And, so that was asked yesterday. Do you still feel like? Yeah. And it, uh, Chauncey said it plainly. Yeah. We're a playoff team. I, I, I don't think I don't think it'd be quite what he said in the sense of like playoff team who's feisty or whatever whatever. Oh, that's dangerous. Dangerous, yeah. I, like I, I think in any playoff team with Damian Lillard is dangerous. Oh, Dame is dangerous for sure. But, but that's what I mean. Like when, when, especially now in the playoffs with how heliocentric teams are. Like I don't care. Like Dallas's roster is crap outside of Luca. Sure. Like, but Luca's so good. But that's it. That's the thing. So it's good. like he he elevates them so much. And I, I don't I don't think it's not that Dame doesn't elevate. I just think that like come playoff time, it's about what dudes you have. Luca is LeBron in Cleveland the first time. Yeah, but as I'm saying, like you, if you're an opponent, do you want to play Damian Lillard in the playoffs? No, I mean at the, you're picking litter, and especially in the bottom tier of the play-in. No, I I wouldn't want to play. Yeah, Damian you're. Let's you're, <laughs> say Denver gets the one seed, and they're. Their reward for getting the one seed is Portland. Do you think they're thrilled? I can tell you the answer. It's no. Well, maybe not. But, like, also, I just think Jokic would be so confident against him. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, sure. Absolutely. But they're not They're not thrilled about that matchup. I just want them to get to the playoffs. Yeah. It's kind of like that's just, like, where I'm at right now as a mm-hmm. fan and a guy who kind of talks and covers this stuff. I, I just want them to be a playoff team. Dangerous, eh? We may differ there, but just make the playoffs. That's kind of all I want. Develop Shaden like you are, and make the playoffs. See what you see. What you decide to do in the summertime. Like I know they're three games under five hundred right now. I still am willing to bet that they finish at forty two or forty three wins. I, oh yeah, their schedule will have some. There'll be an opportunity for them to go gut, like reel off six games in a row. Yeah, there's going to be moments for them to yeah, do that. They haven't really done that yet this year, and they always do. They always do. Um, from Wayne Hughes at Reading the Water, could the Blazers trade Ant, in your opinion, and get the forward they desperately need? I find it hard to believe Josh Hart would bring back a wing that makes this roster move forward. Yes, without Ant, you would need Sharp to make a huge jump in year two. Working backwards here, Sharp's not making a, a leap enough to justify trading Anthony Simons and replacing him. He's not, that's not happening. Um, it just, it doesn't. He just has so much stuff to work on. Um, Could they trade Ant and get a guy? Like, I, I've said the line for me for trading Ant is like, you're not trading Ant straight across for OG. That doesn't do anything for you. It balances the roster. Cool. Who's going to dribble in that lineup? You need some offense there. Like, I love OG. Yeah. The Blazers right now, like, their biggest problems are shooting, defense, and playmaking. Like, as far as like the things they need to add to the team, 
It's funny to hear that in the NBA nowadays. Yeah. Like, what's your problem? Well, we need shooting. Re- we need playmaking, shooting. Yeah. And- <laughs> and, and, yeah, I mean, like, it sounds like everything. I know. I know. Yeah. But like, it's but what I'm talking about in in particular is that you need creators. Yeah. Dame is the only creator on this team. Ant is the next closest facsimile. Like, after that, you don't have anybody else who creates shots for others. Mm-hmm. You don't. And if you're trading Anthony Simons for a guy like OG, who again I love OG, might be the best like well all around defender in the league right now. He does nothing for you on the offensive end because he needs to be set up. Yeah, he's one of those uh, stand and wait guys, and he can. I mean that like he can create a little bit of his own offense, but he's not creating for number two. No, like that's that's not what he's doing. He he's got a little wiggle. He's improved his handle, but his I don't teammate his teammate. Th- that exactly that's the line. Pascal timeline it, it that timeline yeah. changes a little bit. Pascal is the line. He is. Because he's six foot nine. He can get downhill. He's a playmaker. He's a rebounder. He's a transition monster. He's a multi-positional defender. Mm-hmm. He's a title winner. Like God, imagine Pascal and Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> Scary. But like you got to go all the way up, not not lateral. This whole balance the roster thing, that, that's not a thing. No, you like, need horses. We need horses. Yeah, the whole, like, trade Ant for OG and start Josh. Dame would find you and personally snuff you out <laughs> because you're now making him responsible for the entire offense. Hey, Dame, I need you to play 48 Wait, 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 what? What? No, 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 no! I gotta create the entire game. It's like I'm already stressed out. Also, are we just recreating the Pistons that Chauncey played on? Are we starting to score sixty points a game? Like, what is? What's the objective? With like, that I, I don't. I don't think there's that people truly understand. Like, you how don't trade a player works in the NBA. Well, no, I I kind of had that sense when we talked about Ant's contract. Mm-hmm. Uh. You you just I don't know. You don't trade a player like him unless you're getting some of that back. And like those kinds of trades don't give you that back. Pascal does. Yeah. And I think that's where you where you come down. Um from at Nerd Runner, any chance Portland would be in for a bigger creator score, even if unproven, like a Rui Hachimura? I don't want to see another small guard who can score added to the roster. Is Hart likely to stay past the deadline? <clears throat> What's really funny about this is y'all are fickle. Y'all are fickle. Fickle, 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 fickle. A month ago, I couldn't pry Hart from your cold, dead hands. Man, we have now, people calling us untradeable. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I know. Now... My inbox is flooded, flooded with trade him. He can't be a guy. He's not this. Not only can he not shoot, now Hart's not a good defender. He's just not even a good basketball No, he's, he's bad. He's terrible. He's horrible. It's like, wow. From untradeable to just get rid of him. And I, it's just like, huh? Like, Josh Hart is a winning player. He is clearly in a funk. Yeah. He has some 
setbacks, some drawbacks in the sense of like when he gets in transition, it's the same thing. Get downhill, go left, finish right. He had one against Cleveland. He had one where he had Ant out in front of him, and he probably should have given it up. Knowing Ant, he probably would have gave it back. But instead, Josh bleh, and ends up in the first row, and I think he landed on one of the camera guys. Um, but as far as Hart, is Hart likely to stay past the deadline, I know the organization loves him because of his mentality. Mm-hmm. I know that. But if the right offer comes around, considering his contract situation, the play, if they're not if they're not sure they can re-sign him, they need to get something for him. And I don't knowing what I know about Joe, he's not going to let him walk. No, he's going to lose it for nothing. So, Ooh. is he is he likely to stay past? The, are you are you a Coos guy? I'm, oh, I, I, I would. Here, well, I would here's well, here's the thing with that. Yeah. In a vacuum, I I am not against Kuzma. He's not my favorite player. It's not the move that I think. But it also, he's about to get paid. He's no uh, he's no longer going to be on his value contract. He's his contract's expiring. Hold on. So I got it right here. So it he'd have one more year. So it's, he's on an option year, isn't he? Uh, I'm. Almost. Certain. Oh yeah, yeah, it's player yeah. option. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's so he's he's so going he's to opt out. out. Yeah. yeah, he's gonna get paid. You're right. He's probably gonna be like twenty plus a year. And like, probably. are you, is is that? No. Because is he's that at the guy now? And like, is that the guy you want to pay another? Is that another guy you want to pay twenty million? I'm like, you've got Dame, you've got Ant, you've got Nurk, yeah. you've got Jeremy, and Jeremy's Jeremy's outplayed his his extension. <laughs> Well, I mean, like you, you sent out a list before we did the pod, and I, his name is one I've been thinking about because of the Wizards. And I, admittedly, I didn't know he had a player option. I looked at his deal earlier and just totally looked over that part of it. Um, but I like him. I think he kind of gives them some stuff that they could use. But uh, you're not, you don't want to. You're going to commit twenty million to him. Like at the end of the day, you okay, basically look, commit yourself to that. If I say you, you could commit twenty million to one of two players. Okay. Or, uh, let's let's say eighteen to twenty million to one of two players, Cam Johnson or Kyle Kuzma. I think I'm, God Cam can shoot, and he's a better defender. I know. Kuz won a ring. Also, Kuz Kuz, ring. <laughs> Kuz also is the better playmaker, and he's a I little think... bit bigger. I also think that sweater would look better in Portland. I think I'm going to go Kuzma okay. there. That's that's not an easy one to pick, though. But that's like like that's a tough thing. Those, to those are those are kind of like when you're looking like sliding doors. Like that's the what you're kind of looking at, right? Um, the the list that I put out earlier, like I, I'm starting to put together my my own without talking to people in the league in the sense of like Portland's going after these people. The list of like guys that could be had. Yes. Uh, and my first group was looking at shooters with size. And I think it's about 20-something guys, guys like Cam Johnson, Doug McDermott, uh, Bojan. This is not an ex- like exclusively Portland list, right? This is kind of showing what's out there. Right. And there's some names on there that I think are helpful, but it's also it's a tough list, and it shows you just how hard it is to find shooters with size. Mm-hmm. Andrew says, why are we talking about small forwards when we need centers? They don't need centers. They need a body. <laughs> like, centers is not a 
Like they they need a a, a more versatile big, but that that's they they need playmaking and shooting with size, both of those things. And they're the two rarest commodities in the NBA. <clears throat> What's interesting is there were two ways that I sorted this list. Um, the one that I put up there was sorted by three point percentage. Mm-hmm. When I change it and sort it for assists per 100, the list goes like this. Josh Richardson, Kelly Olynyk, uh, Devin Vassell, Kyle Kuzma, Bojan Bogdanovic, Jalen McDaniels, Cam Johnson, Doug McDermott, P.J. Washington. When I flip the list by assists, I think the list makes more sense. Get a guy that's got a little bit of playmaking juice, some size and some shooting. I think that starts to make sense. Now, and I think it also, you can trim that list down and you could probably cut out Olenek and you can cut out Bogdanovich with their mm-hmm. age. And then you start looking like, and Rock Richardson's maybe not there. And you end up at like Cam Johnson, Jalen McDaniels, Kyle Kuzma, Devin Vassell, McDermott, and PJ Washington. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of a list of guys that I would probably start looking at. Um, Sadiq Bay's in that list, but he's less of the yeah. playmaker. Uh, yeah. Same with with like Rui Hachimura, right? Well, uh, Rui's having Rui's actually having a nice little run here for himself. Yes, uh, last couple games, the Spurs are clearly shutting this down. I think the Spurs are, uh, and that's that's ultimately what I came to. Keldon, uh, McDermott, Vassell. I think those are three guys yeah. that are like hmm. they're gettable, interesting. Like they aren't <laughs> they aren't cheap. Like, no, Mc, McDermott's clearly the most available, cheaper, cheapest sure. version of them. Like as you go up the list, like Keldon's not going to be cheap, but you want impact, and it's Keldon imp, is impact. Imp, imp, impact ain't cheap. Yeah, no. Uh, but like that's that's kind of gets the wheel turning at least on like where I think Portland could go. But as far as like getting a bigger score or bigger creator, yeah, like uh, Keldon and Vassell, I think are both listed at six five. I think they're both both bigger than Hart. Seeing them in person, mm-hmm. and Keldon's. Keldon's a dumb long man. He's dumb long. Um, McBuckets, like thinking about guys that I would want off the bench. Oh, I'd love a Dougie McBuckets. Because that's a guy you can give the ball to and he can just cook. Pal Corver with LeBron, baby. Bring him off, let Dame get him. And honestly, if you're running that second unit with Ant, Ant having a movement shooter, Mm -hmm. like, is he a great defender? No, but is he super expensive and like, is. Like, do you have to run a ton of stuff for him? No, because he so, just he he's just kind of plug and play. Do you think, do you think McDougie McBuckets is more up the avenue that they look for in season versus reevaluate end of year, make big splash potentially in the summer? I think they're gonna try to add a, a I'm gonna say a dirty word an inter- incremental adjustment. Yeah. That's kind of what I feel like they're going to do in the trade deadline. Yes, like situation. I would imagine something along the lines of like Justice's deal is uh, they they only have early bird. They don't have full bird rights on Justice, and his contract's only like four point one. But if you put his deal together with like a Keon, now you've got like seven million dollars to work with, mm-hmm. and you can go get a guy who's close to that, right? Um, you do like a two for one. And and you're you're just kind of bringing guys back, like uh, a Chetty Osman, a uh, Doug McDermott, a you know like, or hell, um, does I mean do, do the Knicks like are are they done with Obi Toppin? Like, do they just not have room for him? 
do the Blazers look at maybe trading Hart? It, do you think do you think the Cavs are open to, to trading Osman? Yeah. I think but I don't think that they're trading him. Like Chetty's like a not a deep bench, but he's like their ninth guy. Yeah. I don't think Portland or Cleveland is trading him for like a two for one deal. I think gotcha. they, they, they want to get better there. Right. Like Cleveland getting better at the three is the difference between them being like a good playoff team and them being a title team. Yeah. Like that's, that's, I think that's, that's how that ends up working for Cleveland. Um, but do the Blazers take a look at like a, a guy like Obi? Six, eight, super explosive, has shown some stuff, younger. I, I don't know how much they value him. Uh, the Blazers, I mean. Uh, I know the Knicks like him, but he's not exactly burning up minutes in New York. Knicks fans are a little torn on him, too. Yeah, I, I think there's a divided camp. Um, but like, I think those are the kind of moves that they make in season. Summer? That's when the big move comes. That's 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 what I tend to agree with too. Is like I think you make a move and look every time Portland makes a move. Let's just be honest. We make a move and it's like, yo, we got so and so. Here we, we go. We love every move. Or 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 we do it last year and we trade. We go. That's all we got for so and so. And so it's like there's really no in between. It's not going to be like a vast majority of people going. That ah, was an okay move. Not the greatest. Not like a, you know, huge needle mover, but something that should help. We well, don't really get that here. I, I think Well, they did get Jeremy. No, I mean, I mean during season, like in-season type mm. trades. Like, yeah. it's just never quite, like, Norm. Norm Powell was a good one of that, right? It's like um, mm. some people were through the moon on that and thought that was Oh, here we go. We got another guy. It's like, well, you got now you got six three three six three guys. Uh, okay, but like, I just think they're going to make a smaller ish move this year, not put themselves behind the eight ball with a contract, and then I I would imagine that I I I would be willing to bet that they make their big swing come off season. Joe yeah. evaluates everything and says, "All right, I'm going all in here." Well, in the summer, you teams can talk themselves into being torn down. Yes, yes, they can. In season, it's harder to do. Yeah, right. It's really what it comes down to. Um, we're, what, three weeks away now from the trade deadline? We're starting to get a little bit closer, hence why I'm starting to do a li- just a little, just a little bit of trade content. Like, starting to starting to lift some rocks, see what's out there. You're starting to be the fishing guy from the goddamn commercial yeah. with the dollar. <laughs> oh, oh. oh. Gotta do better than that. Gotta do better than that. Gotta do better than that. Such a good commercial. It was. God, it's so good. Um, but yeah, I'm. I would imagine we will start hearing a little bit more. I will start hearing a little bit more. I'll tell you that. Um, and here's the thing. It doesn't mean that the Blazers can't make a big deal the deadline. I just don't think it's likely. I mean, sure. The default switch should always be unlikely. Yeah. A uh, hold all. So I was like, I don't think they're going to do anything ever it's because the most default situation is not trading. Coward. Most teams don't trade. That's what I said. Coward. <laughs> Coward. But yeah, I, I can imagine 
where things and kind of end up going from here. So yeah. um, I think we'll wrap up on that. Just kind of, I think it's a good synopsis of where we're at with things. Um, got two games back to back Dallas. Uh, what I think we'll do is what time is the game on Sunday? Is it one of them early afternoon ones? I can't remember. Uh, Sunday. It's at six. Do you, do you want to do a pod like at halftime of an NFL game? <laughs> and then miss the whole NFL game because we did the pod too long. No, we'll have the TV going in the background. But I think I think we can do a little bit of one after a Dallas game. So you want to do one maybe Sunday? Yeah, Sunday Sunday afternoon. Uh, yeah, I'll put I'll put the NFL game on an iPad. I'll okay. just have it next to me. Well, isn't this isn't this, isn't the morning game suck? I know Miami and Buffalo is the morning game. Yeah, that game's gonna so suck. If you, you, you yeah, want to do it, that, let, let's go early. Oh, hold on, I'm trying to think. It's my daughter's birthday weekend situation, so I'm trying to think in my okay. brain. Okay, then you you tell no. me what works. No, that we, works. Okay, that works. So there you go. I gotta, yeah, this I this is how we show. this is how we yeah. plan stuff, folks. <laughs> it's actually even more unorganized. <laughs> Daniel sometimes just texts me like sent, and I'm like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "We're doing a pod." I'm like, "We are." <laughs> there we go. Um, so there we go. We'll go Sunday. Um, in between, we'll give, you, we'll, we'll give a definitive time. Yeah, but we'll, early. Yeah. we'll go early in the day, uh, probably during the the Bills uh, Dolphins game because the Bills are going to snuff out the Miami Dolphins with the utmost prejudice. I have a um, lot of money relying on that. <laughs> a lot of money. Oh, please don't tell me you took the spread. Oh my god. Oh my god. Thirteen and a half, dog. Jesus. Skylar Thompson scored nine points against the Jets. Listen, I'm just telling you, Skylar Thompson sounds more like a porn star than a football player. Okay. You know they're going to make a Demar Hamlin intro video somehow. Yeah, no, where he like says, murder, "Let's go Bills," and yeah. everybody's going, "Holy shit!" And it's going to go murder. nuts. Yeah. So, all right, well, we get out of here on this. I appreciate you guys. Thank you all so much. The content will be flowing. Okay, that's that's where where we're at. We'll we'll have like I said, we did this. I did the after dark last night, barely coma or barely conscious. <laughs> <laughs> it's like twelve thirty by the time I got off. God. <clears throat> um, and then we'll do the show on Sunday, and then we maybe we'll come revisit and do another show on Monday following the Dallas game. So I think there's going to be a lot of stuff to talk about over these two Dallas games. I mean, we could feel so different in a span of forty eight hours. So we could yeah. feel worse even. <laughs> Actually, very possible. Dallas is not an easy opponent. For so um, again, thank you all. We appreciate you. Like, rate, subscribe, help us grow the show. Um, we'll be back to the watch parties for that one road trip in Denver. Uh, and then we'll also see we'll have them covered down the road. Um, and then post hip surgery, uh, for any of the home games that I'm not going to for the first couple of weeks, we will flip those into watch parties as well. So, and those will be open to everybody just so you know. Nope. Um, so I, that's a little, little, little treat for everybody. Uh, other than that, everybody have a fantastic night. Uh, go enjoy wild card weekend. Uh, and then, uh, show up at the, uh, Blazers Mavs games in the next two days. Uh, take care. Have a wonderful night. Uh, you can find us on social media at Jack Ramsey's, at Danny Morang, at Brandon Sprague. You can email the show, jackramsey's gmail.com. Uh, other than that, 